This podcast may contain strong language, mainly the F word. That's Wait, right. What the fuck? N- football. Mm. Therefore, if the podcast is not for you, you know what to do. Listen anyway, and who knows, you may even enjoy it. Hello and welcome to the second episode of That Next Goal Wins podcast. The podcast that isn't a podcast, podcast. Matt Bonta and Curtis Goodwin join me once again. Boys, we'll get straight into it this time. Ponta, a Villa fan. Curtis, an Arsenal fan. Football came back yesterday. Ponta, I'll come to you first. I think we have to talk about the goal that wasn't a goal. Goal. <laughs> well, you say football's back, but I don't think goal line technology's back. There's been plenty of uh, photos going around at the moment. You know, um, one of my favourite ones is the fact that goal line technology has adhered to the two metre rule. The ball wasn't two metres over the line. So it don't count, does it? I mean, you know, even as a Villa fan, you've got to say that was over the line. I, I think I had a good five minute, five minute debate with my dad saying, I know, we're meant to be Villa fans here, but it was over the line. But so it's I think a big we- moment though, isn't it? Because, you know, it could be, there could be the actual turning point in, you know, you could actually stay up because of that. Because at the end of the day, you did draw nil-nil. Wasn't, wasn't the best game to come back, limited chances. But overall, as a Villa fan, what did you, what did you make of your, of your team's performance quickly? And I think looking at the statistics of the game, you've got to think, well, Villa had the chances to win it. Keenan Davis was very promising up top. But again, as uh, I've said to other people, that Villa haven't got that key man up top. They haven't got a Troy Deeney. They haven't got a Timu Puki that's just going to keep firing in the goals for them. Of course, Jack Grealish and John McGinn, good to see back in the team as well. It, it's all well and good saying it was a good nil-nil performance. But when you're fighting for you know survival in the Premier League, it's not good enough, is it? But I might, might be a bit too early to ask you after looking back of yesterday, but do you think yesterday's performance gives you a bit more or any encouragement that you can stay up or do you think you can stay up anyway? Well, it was the game that we really needed to win. It was the one in hand over the teams around us. And you look at what we've got coming up next, Liverpool, Man United and and some of the other big teams, West Ham last day of the season as well. Even that, all these games now are three-pointers. You've got to win them. You forgot to mention Arsenal in that run and that leads me nicely over to... <laughs> to talk about Curtis Goodwin. Now, you can't see people in a podcast. He's already looking at me with daggers in the eyes because um, he still hasn't gotten over yesterday. And to be honest, neither have I. But um, I think we'll say two words. David Louise, Curtis. Yeah, um, and I think it's probably best that we stick to two words. Otherwise, I will go on another one hour and a half rant like I did to you yesterday, Luke. Uh, foot, foot, football's back, um, but so is Arsenal's defence, which is unfortunate for, uh, for a lot of Arsenal fans. It was quite interesting, actually. Obviously, we were speaking yesterday, all of us in the chat, and we were saying, you know, how what a great game to kick off with uh, with the Premier League, and it was nil-nil. And I said, don't worry, there will be goals in this game. Don't worry about that. But I think the manner that we conceded the goals was uh, was the most unfortunate thing. But, yeah, I think I'll leave it at that. I mean, I'm, I'm impressed you're going to leave it at that because that's really nice and quick because... I had to enjoy a whole 90-minute conversation after watching a 90-minute game about just how bad Arsenal's defence was or defensive mistakes in David Lovies. But yes, we're happy the football's back. We've missed the moaning. We've missed the debates. Only had to wait 42 minutes for a bit of controversy, courtesy of poor Kai. Last week, uh, we played a little bit of commentary at the end of our first episode of the Next Goal Win podcast, which is on SoundCloud now if you want to listen. Um, we're going to put you out of your misery. Uh, the answer uh, to that uh, commentary from last week was Michi Bakshiwai. He scored the goal that clinched Antonio Conte's Chelsea the title. And let's have a little listen before we start round one. Alonso messes it down. Uh, with the slice, still in play. That's going to quest squares it. Surely, Bakshiwai! Michi Bakshiwai can be the hero for Chelsea. Antonio Conte goes wild. 
Is that the title-winning goal? What a substitution by Conte. West Brom nil, Chelsea won. Okay, without further ado, we are going to play round one. And once more, it's the bare necessities, okay? Ten questions about recent things that have happened in the world of football this week or for a few weeks, or even in the future to come. Okay, so Ponta versus Curtis, round one. Okay, lads, question one. Can you tell me who scored the winner for Bayern Munich against Werder Bremen, which in the end declared them champions for the eighth year running? Matt Ponta, coming to you. What is your answer? I watched it. No, it's... Um... I think it was Robert Lewandowski. Okay. Curtis, in agreement or different answer? Yeah, in agreement, Robert Lewandowski. Okay, boys, both on the score sheet, one apiece. It was Lewandowski, I think, with his 31st goal of campaign in the Bundesliga. Terrific. Okay, question two. Napoli won the Coppa Italia last night, but what was the score on penalties? Okay. Curtis, what was the score on penalties last night? Uh, I think it was 5-4 on penalties. Okay, and Mr Ponta? No, it's 4-2. It was indeed. It was 4-2 to Napoli on the penalties. Ponta takes the lead 2-1. Okay, moving swiftly on to question three. What was the first game that was played in the resumption of the La Liga? Because you're in the lead, Mr Ponta, I'm going to come to you first on this one. Um, any ideas? Um... I've got a feeling, was it like a derby or something that they brought back with? And I can't remember who it was between. Okay, I'm like, are you taking a pass or are we going to hand it over to Curtis? Do I get half, do I get half a point for saying it's like a local derby? <laughs> no. But it, oh, okay. But no, I, I can't think of the two teams. So. Curtis, can you help him out? Um, I've got one team in my head that I think uh, was there and I think it was Sevilla. I think Sevilla were part of the first game. Um, so I don't know whether we get half half a point for that, but um, I'll just name another. I'll go for Celta Vigo. Well, it was severe. It was the Seville derby, boys, and that is Real Betis instead. Uh, oh. so nil point on the score sheets there. Okay, question four. The League Two playoffs are today, but can you boys give me two of the four teams that are in the League One playoffs instead? Oh. If you give oh. me two, you get one point. If you give me all four, you get two points. <laughs> okay, Curtis, coming to you. Any ideas wow. of any teams that are in the League One playoffs? Um, trying to think. And I think Portsmouth are in there. Um, and also Colchester. Any others? Uh, that's all I can think of for now. Okay, Mr. Ponta. You know I love my football league stuff. Portsmouth, a one. Okay. Oxford. Okay. Fleet Fleetwood. Okay. And Wickham. Matt Ponta, that is a clean sweep. Two points for Matt Ponta. He takes it 4-1 as we approach question five. Okay, boys, the championship is back on Saturday. So can you tell me which side is currently occupying the last playoff spot at present? Mm. Okay, then that's enough time. Mr. Ponta, we're coming to you straight away. What is the answer? Does the silence give you it? Um, I'm trying to think of trying to think of it. Leeds and West Brom the first two. I know that. Forrest are in there. Oh, I'm going to... It's a guess, but I'm going to say Bristol City. 
Okay. And I know they were near. Curtis. Uh, Preston North End. Okay. So one of you has got the correct answer. And it is Curtis. Bristol City are just out um, of the playoffs. Curtis is pulling it back to 4-2. Okay, then. Question six. Watford-Leicester is the first game back on the Saturday in the Premier League. But, boys, can you tell me how many points separates these two sides in the Premier League? You will get The nearest answer will get the point. But if you want to get another point, you can also tell me what the score was earlier in the season when these sides met at the King Power in December. So two points up for grabs. Now, Curtis, because there's a two-point deficit, I'm going to come to you first. Any ideas? Yeah, it's just the, the, the point gap's a little bit of a guess here. Um, I'm going to go with 18 points okay. difference. Okay, and any ideas for the score the last time these sides met? Um, no clue, but obviously I, I'm, I'm going to guess that Leicester won. Um, so I'll just go with a 2-0. Okay, and Mr Ponta? I'm going to say 24 points. Okay, and for the score? And Leicester lost. I don't know. I don't actually know the score. I'm going to say Watford 2-1. There is a point for Matt Ponta because they are 26 points difference. So there's one. However, Curtis was bang on. It was 2-0 to Leicester last time these sides met. So at the end of the round, their scores are 5-3. Okay, going back to the championship. Which championship forward has told his side he's not willing to play for the rest of the season in case he picks up another injury? Okay, I'm going to go to Matt Ponta first on that one. Matt, any ideas? Not a clue. Not a clue. Let's see if Curtis Goodwin can help you out on that one. Uh, It's been widely covered, actually, um, more so than I think uh, people would recognise it for. Um, So I'm going to go with Lyle Taylor at Charlton. Spot on. Curtis has brought it back to 5-4. The answer is Charlton striker Lyle Taylor. And then moving on to question eight in the Bare Necessities round. Who this week in the Premier League has been stripped of his captaincy after saying he would like to play at a higher level. You can tell me who has replaced him as captain. And you can get a bonus point for saying who has replaced him. Matt Ponta, I'm going to come to you first on that one again. This one is, uh, well, it's close to us, if I'm right. Uh, all of us being at the university in this city. Uh, it'd be Southampton. Uh, Hoiberg was stripped of his captaincy. And I think it's been given to War Prowse. Okay, and Curtis, do you are in agreement or you disagree? Or yeah, spot on. Yeah, Hoiberg at Southampton, then Ward Prowse. It is, it is indeed. So that's two points for both of you. So that's seven six as we approach question nine, which is the first game that is being played on the champ in the championship this Saturday. Which is the first game this Saturday in the championship. Okay, Curtis, <laughs> any ideas? Um, I'm trying to rack up in my brain uh, the games that are going on. Um, I know Cardiff are playing Leeds, so I'll go with that. And uh, Matt Ponza. But there's uh, which which one are you going for? Because there's two at half toll, if I'm correct. Oh, I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll go for the televised game. That we uh, the one that I. Oh, no, I don't know which one's televised. <laughs> one of them is Fulham against Brentford, okay. and Middlesbrough in the other one, but I can't remember who they're playing. But I'll say Fulham-Brentford. Pressure's on. Okay, so you're going to say Fulham-Brentford. Um, you are right. It is Fulham-Brentford. You are right. Middlesbrough are playing Swansea at half past 12, but I went for the televised game. You still get a point. It is 8-6 to Matt Ponce. So Cardiff Leeds is on the Sunday um, instead, Curtis. 
And I did tell you that on the phone by accident because I said you've got the choice of watching Watford Leicester or Leicester. <laughs> he doesn't listen to me when he's on the phone to me. Okay, is, you can redeem yourself in the last question of the round, boys. And it is all about the championship. Now, I apologise because this is a very, very cheeky question. There are two teams in the championship on 54 points. There are two teams in the championship on 53 points. Name all four. One point per answer. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh dear, oh dear! Jesus Christ! <laughs> Having a laugh, in yeah? That is generally the question. That would catch you out. Where are my league ladders? Do you, do you remember when we were younger? You said I've still got some down in Southampton. I've got a league ladder poster, and I can just visualise where the teams are, where I <laughs> left it before lockdown. But I, I have no idea what points they're on. You don't have to give me the points. There's just two teams on 54 points. There's two teams on 53. Which championship, four championship teams have them points? Do we get a clue as to what positions they're in? Yeah, maybe not. Okay. Well, Thank you can you. work it out, can't you? If you've got 54 points or 53 points, where do you think you'd be in the championship? Well, I've got four teams, whether they're right or not. You prepared to share them? QPR, Cardiff, Swansea, Millwall. I've gone for. Okay, and Curtis Goodwin. Um, I've gone Cardiff, Swansea, Bristol City, and Millwall. Wow. Okay, so you've both got the same amount of points, which is three points. I've got a feeling QPR's not in there. No, it's Blackburn Rovers. So you both um, get three points. So at the end of that round, that point has wow. scored 11, and Curtis. Scores nine. But a very good round, boys. A very good round. As we get in bare necessities and move over to the stadium quiz with Curtis Goodwin. Yes, thank you very much, Luke. Uh, so we're switching up a little bit more this week. So Matt is taking the last round this week and I've been offered uh, to take over the stadium one, uh, which is obviously, I'm very happy to be taking over. A lot of pressure, but it is time for What's That Ground? Uh, I will give uh, the boys... A couple of uh, a couple of clues on what ground we are going to be looking at. Let's start off with stadium number one. So, first clue: this stadium has been the home of this team since 1896. It has the capacity of 19,000, which is soon rising to 30,000. It hosted Australia's game against Colombia, which ended 0-0, with both teams having qualified for the 2018 World Cup Finals in Russia. It has a Michael Jackson statue outside the ground. Its last time in the Premier League was last season, with the team getting relegated, finishing in 19th place. So I thought with these three stadiums, I'll start off with a little bit of a, an easier one. Uh, Matt, Matt Pont is dancing uh, currently, and Luke's smiling, so I'm hoping we've got... Uh, some good points on the table. So let's, Matt, what are we saying? Fulham, Craven Cottage. Simple and clear. And Luke? I'm in agreement. It's funny because you shouldn't have said the Michael Jackson bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're correct. Yeah, it is Craven Cottage at Fulham. Um, just quickly, uh, I still can't get over having the Michael Jackson statue outside the stadium. I don't know the reasoning behind it. But um, what I do know is that you've both scored five points. So correct, boys. Well done. That's a very good start. Okay. Stadium number two. This stadium was built in 1882. 
it has the capacity of 31,000. Two out of four of the stands are called the Brian Douglas Darwin End and Jack Walker Stand. The team that plays at this stadium were the winners of the EFL Cup in the 2001-2 season. And previous managers that have called this stadium home include Kenny Dalgleish from, uh, from 1991 to 1995, Roy Hodgson to 1997 to 98, and Graham Sunez from 2000 to 2004. Name that ground. Matt Ponce is currently shaking his head again. It seems like this might be a good round for you, Matt. Maybe I shouldn't have taken it off of you. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I do know my stadium's quite well. I think you gave it away by telling me the stand names, no, okay. unfortunately. I think maybe you potentially have been, have you been to this stadium? Is that why you it's know? One, it, it's somewhere I want to go. I've not actually been yet. Okay. If, okay. if it's the one I'm thinking of. Okay, well, well, we'll find that in a second. Let's just go to Luke Henry first. Luke, what are we saying? Yeah, can you just repeat the UEFA Cup bit? Yeah, uh, so it's the, te- the team that plays in this stadium were the winners of the EFL Cup in the 2001-02 season. In the, EFL. the EFL Cup. The EFL Cup. More, more commonly known as the English, you know, English Trophy or whatever you want to call it. English League Trophy, I think it's called. Carabao League. Cup. The League yeah. Cup. League Cup. League Cup. The, mil- the Milk Cup. <laughs> the Milk Cup, crikey. That's a little bit of throwback, isn't it? Villa won it uh, when it was the Coca-Cola Cup. Coca-Cola Cup, yeah. Yeah. I can't think. I'm gonna. I've got two names. I'll just go for Ipswich. Ipswich, okay. And Matt Ponter. Nice ground, Portman Road. But it's, I don't think it is. I think it's Blackburn and Ewood Park. <sighs> yeah, Matt Ponter, you've you've secured the points there. Well done. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, interestingly, uh, I actually didn't know that they won the EFL Cup in the 2001 OT season. Um, it was quite interesting to when I was doing my research for these uh, questions to find that out. Okay, so. We are finally on to the last stadium of the round. How fast has this round gone so far, boys? But this is the last stadium and these are the clues. This stadium opened in 1998. It has the capacity of 24,000. It's located close to the M4 motorway. And it also has a hotel attached to one of its stands. The team that plays in this stadium reached a record 106 points in the championship season. Again, Matt Ponte is very, very happy on camera at the moment, while Luke Henry doesn't seem to be too sure. So, Matt, let's come to you first for this one. Again, that last clue in the championship that's, you know, known for being the record. Every year they go on about it. We're still the record holders. It's the Royals, it's Reading, and they play at the Majeski Stadium. And I know Luke's nodding away as well. And you're in agreement, Luke? Yes, I'm pretty sure that whole team, if I'm right, point, it cost an estimated £8 million or something ridiculous. Something like, like that. Something like that. Yeah, they always, always go on about it. Uh, so, yeah, I haven't seen it. It's definitely Reading. Yeah, that is correct. It's the Majeski Stadium at Reading. Uh, very well done there, boys. Uh, so the score at the end of that round is Matthew Ponter with four marks. I think we can say that's the first time that that's happened since we've come on uh, with this podcast. So 15 points for Matt and a respectable 10 points for Luke Henry. Um, so, yeah, hand it back over to Luke. 
Okay, so this time it's time for the uh, random topic generator. Uh, so we're going to spin the wheel, and Matt Ponter, you can reveal uh, what today's topic is all about. Over to you. That's correct, Luke. So as I said last week, I had 50 topics in front of me. Today it's 49 as we slowly work our way down. So <laughs> is that a little hint to tell all our listeners that they've got 49 more episodes to listen to? <laughs> Shh. Got to keep them listening. Anyway, let's go to the. Random Topic Generator! Okay boys, today's Random Topic Generator idea is you're in a drive-thru at McDonald's, you haven't thought about it, what is your go-to order? Straight away you've got to go through the drive-thru, you've just got to say it. Okay, well interestingly, um, I may get criticised for this, so I'm expecting when this podcast does come out, I'm expecting a lot of DMs from a lot of people. I think it was about two years ago, I was at McDonald's and for the first time ever, I got 20 chicken nuggets. I never, I, I, Of course I'd had maybe, you know, one or two from like family members when you go there, but for the first time I thought, let me just get a box of 20 chicken nuggets and that's exactly what I got. And I had to go all the way out. So I had to get the barbecue sauce. I got the tomato sauce. I got it all. And I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised. And I was really, really happy. Because I'm usually a Big Mac guy. I'm usually one of those guys that, you know, goes with the Big Mac, the burger. You know, I get chips as well. And I'm so looking forward to when I have, I have my first McDonald's after lockdown. Um, and so, yeah, my, my one is uh, 20 chicken nuggets, definitely. Kurt, you forgot the strawberry milkshake that you always pick up after the games at the Arsenal. Come on, I, I even know you're more than you do. Every time, because it's every time. We, I don't think, I can't remember the last time we saw a win at the Emirates. It always, gets, always goes for a strawberry milkshake. Uh, I, I don't know why, to be honest. Mine is quite simple, large, five select meal. And obviously, we've been students for so long. Student cheeseburger on the side. And if I'm feeling a little bit cheeky, then I'll go and get some cheese bites with a bottle of water. Simple and effective. And to be honest, after working at McDonald's as well for so long over last summer, um, I still miss it. But I haven't queued up yet in the because my McDonald's is open. I'm not sure about you lads. The queue is ridiculous. And I don't miss it that much to queue for about half an hour. So I'll wait until it goes back to normal and then I'll be straight there with a nice five select meal and a double. And I like a double cheeseburger as well. If there's sometimes, because you're going to get the student cheeseburger, can't you, on the card? So sometimes I do like to get the student cheeseburger and then a double on top. But because no, because because no, no one's looking. Do you know what I mean? No one, no one needs to know. I'm just it's funny. A sneaky, a sneaky, a sneaky one, a sneaky one, a sneaky one. Oh, partner, what about you? My order changes quite a lot, but I suppose that the go-to would be a McChicken sandwich, nice, plain, simple chicken sandwich, large fries, and a coke, uh, and then an apple pie on the side because I always, always have to have a warm apple pie. I don't care how long I wait for it. I love an apple pie. However. If I'm going to a midweek football match with my dad, we go to the drive-through a good few hours before the game, and it will be a chicken legend meal with a Coke, uh, and then a side mayo chicken, because, you know, you've got to have a side. And then we save, we both have an apple pie, but we save that until half-time at the match. And that's our little ritual for winning every midweek game that we went to. It worked every time we played the Albion, the Blues... Uh, Wolves. It's worked all the Derby games. I can't remember it working for the rest of them, but you know, works when we beat Blues. Right, Kurt. We need to do that every time we go away from home to watch Arsenal against the Big Six. We'll bring an apple pie in, and hopefully, we can change our record away at the Big Six teams. <laughs> Quick thing about apple pies, though. 
what I like to do is buy a plain ice cream McFlurry, right? And then you take the apple pie. Curtis is nodding at me because I've, I've educated him on this. You take the warm apple pie chunks and put it in the McFlurry. So then you've got a nice warm apple ice cream. For everyone listening, please try it because it's absolutely fantastic. So good. It is so, it's a bit sickly, but it's very good. I have to say, Luke, you, you, you are quite an innovative guy. I have to say that, <laughs> that, that, that did impress me when you came up with that. When, I mean, when I first saw you do that to the, to the apple pie and to the ice cream, I was a little bit disgusted, actually. Um, <laughs> but I have to admit, when, when I went to McDonald's after that, I did try that. And I have to say, you were right. It was very, very nice. And there's another thing. If you get a chicken legend, Ponta, next time you get a chicken legend, get three selects on the side and then put two selects in with the chicken select. So then you get a chicken select legend burger. <laughs> I'm up here for thinking, boys. Up here for thinking. Do you know what I mean? And speaking of being up there for thinking, but then maybe down there for not knowing your menu too well every now and again, Curtis. You know, you're forgetting your milkshakes there. Uh, moving on to round number three, which I've taken over this week. It's the ups and downs round. Now, of course, the theme this week um, has been uh, about the championship. And of course, we can't go without saying that the championship is the. What's the theme of the week? What theme of the week? The theme of the week. Let's find out. Theme of the week. So yes, the championship, the uh, the theme of the week. And uh, as Luke was saying, thinking that we were pausing for him to say that it's the best league in the world. Well, it is, Luke. It is the best league in the world. But how well do you two know it? That is the question. And uh, without further ado, we'll start off with question number one. So we'll start, I say we start off quite easy. Uh, three points on offer here. Who were the three relegated teams at the end of the 2018-19 Premier League campaign? Which were the three teams relegated last season? And that's your time. So Curtis is busy writing down. Luke, have you got any uh, ideas? I need to write them down first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got mine. Okay, Curtis, go on then. Yeah. Uh, so West Bromwich Albion, Cardiff City, and Fulham. Okay, and Luke. Yeah, Fulham, and oh gosh, this is this is really bad. This isn't it. This is bad. <laughs> my mind has gone completely blank. Oh my, my mind's gone blank. Um, yeah, definitely Fulham. Then I'd yeah. say. Um, oh, no. Curtis has got his hands on his head that you can't see it, and I know it's, what, definitely, I, I, it's definitely not Cardiff. Oh no. <laughs> I'd say okay, okay. I'll say it's Huddersfield, um, it, Huddersfield, and um, Huddersfield and Thingy Majiggy. Yeah, we'll go for Thingy Majiggy. They're a team in the Championship, aren't they? Anyway, I've had enough now. Um, you both got two points. The team, it's three teams relegated were Cardiff, Fulham, and Huddersfield. I'd say Fulham, Cardiff. God, I can't remember. So Cardiff. you're both drawing with two-two there. Anyway, we'll move on to question two. I won't give you as much time. Uh, during this season, the 2018-19 season, Liverpool went on a 20-game unbeaten run. One of these relegated teams, however, went 14 games without a win. Who was it? So you've got a choice of three. So, you, you know, you, you're a third of the way there. Uh, and we'll go to Luke because he was nodding. Oh, I uh, see. Luke? Fulham. OK, Luke's gone with Fulham. Curtis? Yeah, agreement. Fulham as well. You're both wrong. It's Huddersfield. Yeah, I thought it was. Huddersfield, of course, uh, with a fantastic first season in the Premier League the year before, but couldn't hold on. 
Anyway, question three. The first Premier League season took place in 1992-93. Who became the first team to be promoted to the English top flight at the end of that season in Division 1? And Curtis, you seem to be thinking on that one. Yeah. Um, just thinking back to our last podcast, we'll be going on about Premier League history. So I'm going to go with uh, Coventry City. Coventry City. Okay, Luke. 93-94. Um, I think it was a team that's only been in the Premier League for probably one season. Um, so I'd say at that time, I'm going to plump and go for Bradford. You've gone for Bradford. Although I think it's Ipswich at the same time. I say we're well, I can tell you, I can tell you, you're both wrong. It is Newcastle United. Wow, I wouldn't know that. That's interesting. They were promoted. Okay, question four. In the same season, which team was the first to be relegated to the Football League? So, in the inaugural Premier League season, who was the first team declared to be relegated back to what we now know as the Championship? And both of you have got thinking faces on. Curtis, I'll come to you first this time. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Swindon Town. He's gone with Swindon. And Luke? I don't know if I'm getting the years wrong, but isn't this just the infamous own goal that was scored for Manchester City? But I'm going to say Manchester City that went down. No, again, both wrong. It is Nottingham Forest. Wow. It's the year Brian Clough yeah. announced that he was retiring even though that uh, Forrest had been relegated that season. But, of course, Brian Clough took them to European glory, not once, but twice. OK, well, uh, I think you've got a bit of catching up to do. It's still 2-2. Two, two. You've had three rounds of blanks. See if you can get this one. Question five. Previously known as the Football League First Division, in what year did the league change its name to the Championship, as we know and love it now? OK. Luke, I'll come to you first. Well, didn't it used to be called the Coca-Cola Championship? So, and around about that time, I'd say that sounds like probably 2005-ish. So I'll go with around about then. Okay. Curtis? I'm gonna, I, my answer was a little bit earlier than that. So I, I went with 2003-04. It was 2004, oh. the year. So both of you are a year out. I would give you a point. No, I'm not going to be that uh, that kind. So again, I've got on my uh, score sheet here. Well, the first question was great. It was two two. It's then been nil 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 nil. It's like watching Villa Sheffield United on repeat. <laughs> keep a clean sheet, to be honest. So I'll take it. <laughs> anyway, question number six. Remember that famous day at Vicarage Road? Knockhart has just missed the penalty for Leicester. There go Watford breaking down the wing, and who else? But Troy Deeney was there to fire Watford to the playoff final. Leicester had two players on the bench that day, both of whom featured in the 2018 World Cup squad. Name them. I teased you with that one. You thought, oh, I know this one. It was Troy Deeney that scored the goal. No, I'm not asking for that. There were two players on Leicester's bench that featured in the 2018 England World Cup squad. Either of you, any ideas, any thoughts? I think I've um, yeah, I, I think I've got it as well, yeah. 
Okay, Luke, you uh, said, said you thought, thought you got them first. There's a little photograph of them, and I'm pretty sure this circles around Harry Kane and Jamie Vardy being on the bench. Curtis, you in agreement? Yeah, I agree. And it's another 2-2, two, because two, you are both correct. Well done, gentlemen. Again, starting to get a little bit harder now. Complete the following sequence. Middlesbrough, Sheffield Wednesday, Reading, Aston Villa, and blank. All to do with the championship. I'm sure he'll stay quiet as Luke drifts his head off to the left and has a thing. He's talking to himself now. Looks at the door, see if the door gives him any advice and it doesn't. And he throws his arms in the air. Oh, he can't think of this one. Hold on. Dramatic <laughs> scenes here on the next Gold Wins podcast. Okay, well, Curtis seemed to be nodding. Curtis? Yeah, I, when I was doing my research, actually, uh, this question came up when I was doing a little quiz. Uh, so it's Derby County. Luke? Yeah, is it playoff losers to Derby County yes. from 2015? Absolutely correct. So you're both still tied five apiece now as we go into well, the question. My, my that was a list. Because you're but you boys. I have to, I have to <laughs> get up with this, this sequel. Then. Just naming random championship teams. <laughs> okay, question number eight. During his three years as Leeds owner, Massimilio Cellino got through seven managers. Who was the first man that he sacked? I'll give you the options for this one. Is it Dave Hockaday, Neil Redfern, Uwe Rosler, or Brian McDermott. Oh, Curtis is smiling. I think he's seen this one before. Or he has no idea and he's bluffing everyone. You never know. Luke's got his hand on his face again. Luke, got any thoughts? That you've got yeah. a one first, in four chance. First thought, my, my our initial thought was Redfern because obviously there was the big saga, wasn't there, about him going, then leaving. Um, but it worked out really. Brian McDermott was still the Reading manager in 2011. Dave Hockaday definitely became the manager was an assistant, and I'm not sure about UA Rosler at all. So I'm going to say, on basis of that, I am going to keep and go with Neil Redfern. Okay, Curtis, I did my revision earlier again, and again this question came up, and it is former Reading manager Brian McDermott. It is indeed Brian McDermott, the first of seven to be sacked at Leeds. Okay, so Curtis takes the lead and makes it 6-5 as we go into the final two questions. Two points on offer for this one and probably a little bit easier. So since being known as the Championship in 2004, the league has seen many high-scoring games, the most of that being 10. But which two teams were the last involved in a 10-goal thriller in the Championship? You get a point for naming each team. Luke's got a smile on his face. He seems happy to know. I remember this game <laughs> very well, and I'll tell the story about it afterwards. Curtis is writing something down. What have you got written down there? Yeah, I think you've given away Villa. Uh, Villa were part of it. Um, it's just trying to work out this last team. Um, so I'll go with a random team that's come to my head. I'll go with West Brom. Okay. So Luke is shaking his head. I'll tell you one of the teams of Villa, but Luke, 
Villa 5, Nottingham Forest 5, Joe Lolly, 4 assists, Wonder Goal, Lewis Graben, Tammy Abraham scores 4, the crowd go wild! Unbelievable game! And well, El Ghazi, oh, what a game. Was it, was it, was it Villa, Nottingham Forest by any chance? Yes, it was. Well done. So, uh, It'd be a bit embarrassing if I got it wrong. <laughs> Luke's got two points on that one, Curtis with the one. I think we're level again. We just tot up the scores as we go into the final question of the quiz. It's eight all going into the final question. So, question number 10. The term great escape can be commonly found for teams just about surviving in the Premier League, having been stuck in the bottom three. The same goes for any other league, really. But what about a great revival? On the 28th of November 2015, this team was bottom of League One. Yet by the end of the season, they were celebrating playoff success. What team am I talking about? Luke seems happy with this one. Curtis is having a think. Having a bonder. Oh, no, hold on. Oh, okay. Luke's uh, having a quick think. I will come over to you, Curtis, as you look out the window for some sort of inspiration, maybe? Yeah, uh, it's raining currently, so I think that's probably going to be a little uh, prelude to my answer. So I'm going to guess Bournemouth. Okay, because it's gone for Bournemouth. So, what was the year? Two thousand On the 28th of November 2015, this team was bottom of League One. Yet by the end of the season, they were celebrating playoff success. What team am I talking about? Playoff success? I'm going to say Plymouth, because I remember that Plymouth were bottom and they went up to the playoffs. But I don't think they went up to the championship, which is why I'm getting confused. So, did you mean actually promoted to the championship? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, it's definitely not Plymouth. Um, At the moment, Plymouth is the answer I've got for you, but I know you don't want that, so quickly come up with a team or I'll have to accept it. Curtis has said Bournemouth. Again, down to you, Mr Henry, on the last question. To win it in the final moments of the game. We're into stoppage time. League one and they went up to the championship after being bottom. I'm gonna say Rotherham. Rotherham. Okay, Luke has gone for Rotherham. Unfortunately, you are both incorrect. Now, those of you that know me, I actually uh, followed this league very closely in the 2015-16 season, and I've I've shared this story a few times with you, Luke, at least, and I'm sure Curtis has probably heard me babble on about um, my time at Warsaw Ooh. that season. It wasn't Warsaw, though. It was Barnsley. Barnsley were bottom of League One uh, in November of 2015 and won the playoff final. They beat Millwall. So none of you get points for that. But we're into added time. As I said, there's a late chance coming on and there's a final bonus point. So maybe one of you could nick this right at the death. Barnsley beat Warsaw in their playoff semi-final that year. wasn't great following Warsaw, I must say. But what was the aggregate scoreline over the two legs? I think. Curtis again looking out the window for inspiration, looking at the rain as it falls. I I, I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Luke thinks he knows it, so Curtis, it's... I think so. I'll let you go first, just in case Luke reveals what might Uh, be an answer. I'll go aggregate score of 3-1. Curtis has gone aggregate score of 3-1. Luke? Also, can Barnsley. you win it? 
I think, was it Walsall Barnsley? Then it went to Barnsley Mill in the final. This was the season of Tom Bradshaw. Bradshaw scored a hat trick in one of the playoffs. I think was six five. You've got six right, but it oh. wasn't five by any means. The aggregate score scoring six one. Six one. Connor Horahan was playing for Barnsley that season. Mm-hmm. Now he's obviously at Aston Villa. Uh, Warsaw went to Barnsley in the first leg, lost three nil. I would have given Curtis half a point because three one was the score of the second leg. But. Uh, no, that's, I mean, what I was thinking. that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Could be. I could be that kind. Maybe. No, it's not. It's not the answer <laughs> I had written down. So none of you score any points for that. Oh. And so we finish on eight apiece. Eight eight at the end of round three. Well done, boys. Oh, thank you, Mr. Ponter. So at the end of the next goal wins podcast, uh, the scores are in. Okay, so in third place with seventeen points, it's Curtis Goodwin. In second place, again, is me with 18 points and who smashed it with 26 points this round because of the stadium quiz, is Matthew Ponter. Congratulations. Matthew Ponter. So that takes you up to 35 points, puts me 10 behind on 25 points, and Curtis is three behind on 22. So we have some catching up to do to overtake Matthew Ponter. But as you know, it's not over yet. It is time for Next Goal Wins. And we're going to play you a little bit of commentary. Think of the theme that has gone on through this podcast. And without further ado, here is that piece of commentary. No one will get that first ahead of Everett. Four coming in here for West Ham. Will it fall to one of them? It just might be Colton Cole. So the answer to that piece of commentary is... You can find out on next week's podcast when we reveal it at the start of the show. So, and that is it for the second episode of the Next Goal Wins podcast. The podcast that isn't a podcast. Podcast. My thanks to Curtis Goodwin. Thank you very much, Luke. It's been nice to be here again. I'm looking forward to the next one. Thank you very much, mate. My thanks to Matt Ponter. Going to keep up this winning streak. Let's go again next week. Let's go again next week. Football's back. Me and Curtis are arguing again. Ponter's loving nil-nil draws. And we'll see you next week on the Next Goal Wins podcast.